Welcome, Tales of Glory listeners. I'd like to welcome you to the big episode 59, where we're moving along in our M16 Night Strike Outreach Boot Camp training. Cool stuff here. I got a lot of good feedback from you guys so far. I'm going to address some of that here. I'm glad to see you guys are picking up on this, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's beneficial stuff for street ministry, stuff we don't learn in churches, stuff you learn outside the churches. But real quick, there is a published training guide I threw out there for a whole buck ninety nine. For those of you who are wanting to follow along and what's going on in our training, and so you can write down notes. It's a PDF file. It's a digital download. It's available from my um, Etsy site. And you can go find the book on the show notes here today. Look for episode 59 on my blogspot post, a field guide to spiritualwarfare.blogspot.com. And you'll scroll down the show notes and I'll have a link to the, the book I'm displaying here on if you're listening in on a podcast, it's audio only. You can still pick it up um, from the blog at a field guide to spiritual warfare.blogspot.com. There's an A there first. Remember that. Just like the book. If you guys are familiar with my books, the field guide to spiritual warfare.blogspot.com. Pick up the books there. I encourage you to do that so you can follow along in the training. So, where are we at today, Mike? We covered module one so far. We actually went backwards and covered module five, which was how to do, have an open heaven. Like I said, up that warrants i'll go back and recover it so it's continuity all at the end if not you guys are good with that let me know but i actually started the series with this um in episode 58 we covered your prophetic evangelism and now here in module two in episode 59 we're going to cover hearing god and some exciting stuff very cool stuff i love this stuff it's awesome so like i said no experience necessary don't worry if it sounds um intimidating because it's not i actually came and approach this stuff. That's why I presented the, the training material some years back to churches. It's actually presented back to the church I came I came out of because I knew there was a hunger there. And gosh, Mike, how'd you learn to hear from God? Because it wasn't trained in our church. We went there, we sat for sermons, you know, and just, like I said, there's some churches want to have the Holy Spirit, but there's confusion. They don't want to move in the Holy Spirit. So your church can get stuck. I went out in the streets and learned this stuff from some very... Um, People who moved in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Like I said, I'm a recovering charismatic. I've seen the supernatural. I've seen miracles. I've done healing miracles through prayer, and I've seen it myself, which Jesus has done. I've, I've seen demonic stuff, and I've and seen the whole spectrum here. What I wanted to do is present it back to you guys. Like I said, I'm re- a recovering charismatic, right? <laughs> um, I've seen this stuff, but I want to present it in a way that's not overboard. I want to be radically in the middle to present it to you guys. I think that's where we need to be in learning this material. So if you have no experience necessary or you want to put together a street outreach or learn how to do this or train your own people, this is the material I use to train my people. This was it. And I had a question come in from last time. I want to address that first before we dive into hearing God. Somebody asked me, can we get more material on how I train my intercessors? I pretty much found my intercessors. Let me put it that way. There are people out there already operating as intercessors and we just picked them up along the way. Kind of they knew who each other were. You can find yourself a good intercessor somewhere, either in your church or somebody that's already moving in the prophetic or wants to. Connect with them as a person to start your, your intercession for, right? Um, this isn't a doctrinal approach to this. It's how they develop their relationship with Jesus Christ and how they learn to hear from God. And so they're already operating the prophetic. That's what we're looking for in an intercessor. Okay. We're not doing any training material or raising them up or something like that. It's just it is a growth process. 
they could be new at this and they could just take off and run with it. It's how they're building themselves and their relationship with Jesus and learning to go deeper with him and learning to hear from him. And we're going to talk about some of this stuff today, how to hear from God. So if you're an intercessor, like, oh, I don't know how to hear from God or something, that's okay. I've been through those churches too where I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting how we went through this stuff and we never were taught how to hear from God because it was just either too controversial at the church for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit or something else was going on. So today, folks, um, like I said, I was in the front pew, the frozen chosen. I didn't know any of this stuff until, you know, my gifts of discernment just took off. I had to catch up with it. You know, God just, Holy Spirit just lit my butt on fire with this stuff. Like, oh gosh, Mike, if you want to learn what's going on, hold on. Here we go. I need you to go to running speed now. That's kind of what he did to me. Kind of pushed me in the deep end and taught, taught me to swim. So no further ado, let us jump over to hearing God. So we're at module two, hearing God. God wants to speak to us. God created us to seek him and have a relationship with him. To do so, God had to provide us with a means to talk to him and to listen to him. And we do this through prayer. And we do this both audibly and prophetically. Audibly, we could just talk to God, you know, how are things going today, Jesus? Or we could be doing a liturgy, praying a liturgy out to God, which is an audible way of talking to God. Or just talking to our car and having a conversation with him. In other ways, internally or prophetically, where we're talking back and forth in our mind to him, it's a simple conversation with God. So, like I said, I'm going to use the word simple on both of these. If you don't know how to hear from God yet, stick with the vocal. It's engaging your whole body, your vocal cords, and everything else to talk to God and engage to him. He's all right with that. He knows you can't hear from him yet, or you haven't figured out how to hear from him. Let me put it that way. Hearing from God is actually figuring out how he's talking to you. That's what the most of the thing is. You'll probably find out after you light bulb goes on that he's been talking to you all along. You're like, oh my gosh, that was him on that channel. Yes, that's exactly what we're after here today. So let's go to section A, common ways God speaks to us. There are some of the ways God speaks to all of us. Number one is living word. God speaks to us through his scripture. Scripture speaks supernaturally into our daily lives and tribulations. The scripture supernaturally leads us to our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know from John 1, 1 through 3, in the beginning was the Word. What's that telling us? Before there was any creation, before there was anything existed, before there was the Garden of Eden, before there was the primordial oceans that covered the entire earth and earth was darkness, before all that, before all that, there was the Word. There was Jesus. He existed before all of this. It's one thing to get straight now. He was the Word. He was in the beginning with God. He was present during creation. Why? He was doing creation. That's why. All things came into being through Him, Jesus. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that hasn't come into being. Jesus was participating in creation. He created all things. Whether they're physical, creature, or spiritual. Okay, He created all things. The common way God speak to us was through the Word, through the Bible. Pick it up and read it. One of the ways to learn to hear from God is to read the Bible and contemplate and let the Holy Spirit unpack things for us. Not just by reading and all of a sudden your mind starts drifting and sometimes just let it drift if the Holy Spirit's taking you somewhere. Conversation, sometimes our mind drifts naturally like, oh, did I leave the refrigerator on or did I forgot to turn the eggs off and they're boiling? 
That's a natural drift. We want to kind of pick up on a supernatural drift where Jesus just cuts in or Holy Spirit cuts in, starts telling us about something, and we won't catch it at first. We'll probably fight it at first going, come on, I'm trying to redial my head back into listening to Jesus. And we'll kind of find out we're doing that too in the very beginning. Happens to all of us. So how else does God speak to us? Number two, praying. Vocal prayer and quiet prayer are our means of speaking to God. Prayer is bidirectional, but right now, as we're going to hear from God, we think it's one directional. We're talking to God, but he's actually talking back to us. This happens. So vocal prayer, again, can be liturgy. You're praying out liturgy, or you're praying through the Bible, praying the Bible out loud through verses. Or it's quiet prayer. We're having conversations in our mind talking to Jesus. or contemplating on scripture that we read earlier during the day. These are our means of speaking to God. He hears our thoughts. He knows them. We can pray, which is talk to God, quietly in our hearts, and our minds, or vocally with spoken words. God wants intimacy in our prayers. I've been covering St. Teresa of Avila for some years in my podcast about her interior castle. And St. Teresa was a great equipper teaching people how to pray deeply. And she made the comment that some of her, some of her nuns never really learned how to pray quietly or, you know, in their minds, but they just were into vocal prayer, reciting liturgies or reciting something else or just praying out loud to Jesus, and that's how they functioned. So if that's how you function, that's how you function. God is intimate, and each one of us are different. So stay in tune to how he's training you. But most likely, most all of us are, are just, are capable of mental prayer, and it's natural to us, but we just don't know how to tune into it. I just by start by just talking to God, even if the conversations in your mind are one-sided, and just pause and see if you get a response from him or some image drops in. That's kind of how you start. So Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have the reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees that is done in secret will reward you. And when praying, do not use meaningless re- repetitions as the Gentiles do. They suppose they will be heard for many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. He, God already knows. He, he's created us. He's in tune to us. He's dialed into us. He's indwelling, right? Jesus is indwelling us. So He knows our thoughts. Holy Spirit knows our thoughts. And so we don't have to recklessly pray to him, oh God, oh Lord, oh Father, this, you know, bring us to heaven. Just talk to him like he's there, right in front of you. Have a normal conversation with him. Like I said, sometimes we don't have to petition him constantly because he already knows what we need. And he may know better what we need than we do. So we'll be asking for one thing, and he goes, nope. What I'm seeing right now what you really need is this. He'll move forward with that. He'll, he'll follow through with his will, raise his kids, properly so they become full-grown, mature, spiritual adults. So number three, meditation. Interacting with the Holy Spirit when meditating on Scripture. When you meditate, it spiritually connects you with Jesus, who loves you and dwells in you. You can meditate in one of two ways. Most importantly, when a believer meditates, they don't empty themselves like an Eastern mystic. Right? This is not Buddhism. We're not crossing our legs. We're not going, oh, we're not purging ourselves. We're filling ourselves the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, fill me. Spirit, I want to understand the scripture I read today. 
right? We do the opposite. We're not like um, Zen mystics. In quiet meditation, we open ourselves to be filled by the Holy Spirit. That is Christian meditation. You may be meditating on a word, you know, Psalm 4610 is a good way to start. Be still, still yourself, and know that I am God. You're still in your mind. Don't worry about the, the boiling eggs because you already turned them off. Now, did I forget to pick something up at the grocery store or add to the groceries list? The, the mind's going to go that way. It's going to deflect. You know, pull it back in. Be still. Be still and know that I'm God. I'm dialing into Jesus. I want to hear him. Take some time to dial in. It's not easy. But after a while, it just clicks on really fast. It's kind of cool after you do it. It's like reflexive muscle, which you get developed. So types of meditation. The primary form of meditation is for intimacy with Jesus and personal alone time with him. St. Teresa of Avila says meditation is simply conversations with a friend, Jesus. This form of meditation is called mental prayer. Meditate on scripture. Read a chapter of scripture or read a few lines of scripture three or four times and meditate on the scripture. This is not memorizing scripture. This is meditating on scripture. So, after you meditate, you may, you know, your, your mind may pick up on it and go, okay, I'm going to store that in permanent memory. I remember that. Or it may not. What we're doing is we're glancing over Scripture. We're meditating on it. We're reading. So meditate on Scripture. Read a Scripture of three or four lines, right? Don't even read more three or four. Don't let your mind drift. And just meditate on it. What's this, what's this Scripture telling me? What's this telling me? So in Joshua 1, verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. So be careful to do according to all that it is written in it, or then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have success. Prime time to meditate is when you go to sleep, meditating on the scripture you read earlier in the day. Um, I'm going to add to that too. My best time for meditating on scripture was actually early in the morning. I got up, the house was quiet, the room was still. I was able to um, just go into my, my office. I've been here and just you know, quietly you know, the morning's super quiet, and just read scripture and meditate on it. That's the best time for me. Or it could be at night, like you said. You you read some scripture during the day and see if you can recall it in your mind and meditate on it. So it's two different ways. You go to bed or you can get up in the morning. Number four, hearing. God speaks directly to us, either internally or externally. I want to pause right here a second, because after teaching this material before, there was stuff that popped up kind of interesting um there was some wackadoodle beliefs on this and there's some good stuff i remember the weirdest one was somebody sent me a thing saying you shouldn't tell people to talk to god because you don't know who's going to answer back what <laughs> all through the bible god has us talking to him whether it's through mental prayer or through you know, it's just the wacky stuff that's going on with some of the far-fetched deliverance doctrines right now oh my gosh you know we carefully talk to yeah it's true we have to be careful because when we hear, we have three possibilities. Number one, when we hear something, it could very much be our own soul answering or talking, which is we got to weed out as we learn to talk to God. Number two, it's really God talking to us. Or number three, it's um, spirits talking to us we don't want to have a conversation with. We'll talk about what these sound like too in a minute. So I'm not trying to scare you off. I'm just saying this is the three possibilities. Learn to dial in because all three talk to us. It's just normal. So we have to dial in who's what and what's who. So hearing God externally, audibly, 
occurs from outside the person and is heard with one's bodily ears, one perceives a human voice is speaking. Okay? And this can happen. So we see in, what is it biblical? It's in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. In Mark 9, verse 7. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. John 12, verse 28 through 30. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and it will glorify again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoke to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come from your sake, not mine. So God's making himself known through an audible. It was heard physically through the ears. That's one way God speaks to us. And it happens a lot less. I experienced it, and I was caught way off guard. If you're familiar with Tales of Glory, I talked about the time I was in Ethiopia. I was praying over um, this Ethiopian pastor's wife. They came out of the, the jungle, and they came to a conference. She was sick, and she probably had uterine cancer. And I had my pastor and I pray over her at nighttime. It was just a weird setup. Like 2,000 pastors at this conference. And, you know, so the way the Ethiopian men sit, it's like very old, old time. But the women don't get to sit in the congregation part. They stand outside. And so when I turned around at this conference, I happened to see this one pastor sitting right behind me. I go, wow, that's kind of crazy. I said, hey, go get your wife and let's pray over her right now. So we, he went and grabbed his wife, and my, I got my pastor. And this was when I was very early on learning to hear from God and learning about healing and praying for healings. But I was already on the night strike team, so I knew stuff happened. So I just thought, well, we should pray for her and see a healing. I was praying for her. We had an interpreter, spoke very thick Ethiopian, his accent. I had my pastor. I had myself. And Ethiopian was translating. And so as we were praying, I heard audibly, I heal your womb and I speak life into it. And it kind of tripped me out going, well, that's something weird for my pastor to say. <laughs> Why would he say that? You know, it's, it's kind of a, it's something more God would say, right? It's like, well, what's going on here? So I kind of asked my pastor, why'd you say that? He goes, I didn't say that. I don't even remember anybody saying anything like that. I was going, well, I heard audibly. And I was getting really mad at him. I was mad all night. I was stewing and finally went back to my hotel room or whatever you want to call it. Um, it was a hotel there though. Uh, I was, God, why would my pastor say something like that? I knew I heard him. You know, he's the only person that speaks English out there. It was him and I. And God paused me, and I heard this um, internally. God goes, he was the only one speaking English out there tonight. And I go, who was the other one? I go, oh, my God, that was you. So I heard, like, the Holy Spirit speak audibly. It was kind of cool. I speak life into the womb. So it does happen, but, you know, it's we're human, and I, wasn't, I didn't catch it right away. It kind of felt silly about when it happened. But, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of cool. So, yes, we do. It does happen to us. You know, cool stuff. So hearing God internally now, let's switch gears. Inside the mind originates within the person, that is, within the inward sense faculties. I will most likely hear the Holy Spirit for a word of knowledge or a prophetic word. The Holy Spirit works directly through the faculty of our mind. So now we're hearing internally. My previous example is externally, right? And with Samuel, you know, the Lord, Lord, here I am. He heard him audibly too. So let's look at a biblical example. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 10 through 16. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person, which is in him? 
So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we receive not the Spirit of the world, right, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God, and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. A natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he, the natural person, is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned through the Holy Spirit. This person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who understands the mind of the Lord as so as to instruct him? But we have that, the mind of Christ. So the Holy Spirit can interpret stuff for us. The Holy Spirit can speak to us. And there's just a variety of ways that we can hear from God internally. The most simplistic one you probably already have encountered how God speak to us is called Holy Spirit convictions. You've been saved and reborn. And now sometimes things in your past lives come back up and say, hey, I want to go get a hit of marijuana. You're like, yeah, I can, I can handle it now. I don't have that addiction anymore. I could probably take a hit. It's no big deal. And deep inside, you're going to know. No. That life is over with. No. And so either you listen to that conviction of the Holy Spirit or you proceed to do it anyway. And once you proceed to do it anyway, it turns into a life trial where you may fall back into addiction or you beat yourself up the rest of the week going, stupid, stupid, stupid me. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Right? And that's Satan talking to you now. Now you got the other voice coming in. Like, see, I told you you weren't over that addiction. That's a lie. So God will turn it into a trial, build you up in strength, if that makes sense. But all this happened because you didn't listen to the conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, no, that's your past life. Do not go back to it. Not right. Like Proverbs says, do not return to the vomit. Don't go back. These are convictions. You feel them. It's not like he's saying, don't do that. No, he might. He might be saying that inside you too. Don't do that. But it's a strong thing like, I'm not doing this. Oh, I went and did it. That was a conviction of the Holy Spirit. You just went bypassed. So that's one way you can hear him. The other way too is you could be reading the Bible and unpack something really amazing. Like every time you read through the Bible, you get more and more stuff out of it. You learn that, right? You just don't read the Bible once and put it on a shelf. There's so much stuff through our life experiences and how the Holy Spirit raises us and our, we develop deeper life with Jesus Christ. As we read the Bible, we glean more and more stuff out of it. It's like an ever-changing. It's the same, same information, but we go deeper. Like, wow, I didn't see that before. That's the Holy Spirit unpacking stuff for us. We didn't see it before. We've gone deeper to understand it now. We've become more mature. So the Bible tells us to discern prophecy, and we see if it aligns biblically. The father, Thomas DeBay, wrote with the fire within. We recall New Testament advice regarding discerning true prophets from false ones. They must be tested with, we may know who is God and who is not. Those who are authentic will the sound doctrine church proclaims, while others will not. So if you're hearing something from God, it aligns. Lines of what he's saying, aligns with the Bible. It's not in violation. Not in violation with something God would say to you. Remember I said back before where you were getting a conviction of the Holy Spirit not to go back to marijuana because you beat the addiction. And you went and took a hit anyway. It was a small hit. You just felt horrible. You felt ashamed. You felt stupid. And you get these voices inside you. Idiot, I told you to go back. I told you you weren't healed. That's demonic. That's something coming in sideways that he's talking about here. So, And that's not from God. Not from God whatsoever. You have to discern what's from God. God's going, hey, you know what? I sent that conviction of the Holy Spirit, and 
We tried to stop you on this, but let's work where you're at. I want to point out the fact you're not fully healed yet. Let's address this. That would be Jesus. It's more uplifting. It's more trying to pull you out the situation. So a prophetic word is always encouraging and uplifting to the person receiving it. So dreams and visions are another way God speaks to us. Number five. God speaks to us through dreams. We have Job 33, 14 through 16. Indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. In a dream, a vision of the night, when he sound sleep falls on men while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. So God can speak to us in dreams. I know you probably had those too. Like, that was a crazy weird dream. What's going on? You have people from your church in your dreams and like, what is going on with that? Right? So this stuff requires um, dream interpretation training. I recommend, uh, before I mentioned it, that Streams Ministries has great courses on dream interpretation. I highly recommend those. And I mean, John Paul Jackson, um, who passed away several years ago from cancer, he did an excellent job in preparing material. That was his area of expertise was prophetic ministry and dreams. And he has some great material. And I strongly recommend you take a course from streams and learn how to do dream interpretation. If that's what interests you. It's very helpful too, because you start catching when you have prophetic dreams, like, wow, that was prophetic. That was from God. Cool. Now you got to unpack it. Or you start having friends around you can help you unpack it. Cause they took um, dream interpretation or that's actually their, their gifting. They can prophetically interpret dreams, which is something some people are awesome to have around you. They help a lot. Number six, mystical experiences. God comes to us on his own. So as we're learning to hear from God, we're going deeper. And as we learn to pray, maybe after a while we'll start getting like, God, is this true? Is this what's happening in my life? You pause and you wait for a response. And it could be like instantaneous, a week later or something, you get this response back. It's like, yeah, this is, this is the direction I'm taking you. Hold on. You know, we're going to get through this together. Such and such. So we, we, we prayed and we asked for a response. Now, we pushed for a response in that one, right? Like, hey, God, can you follow up on this? And we get an answer back from God. And a mystical experience, God just shows up on his own. Or perhaps you're sitting there in prayer and all of a sudden, God just drops in. Hey, I want you to know you're doing a great job. Or such and such. Or there's going to be this person that I want you to talk to. And he just drops in like instantly. Like this comes, in, comes crashing in. Like, hey, what's going on here? starts talking to us. That's a mystical experience that usually happens after a while, after you start learning to hear from God. So our God is sovereign, and he is a loving God, so therefore, God can show up in ministry and do whatever he wants to the person being ministered to because he loves them. Mystical experiences do not occur through our effort and prayer. Remember I said that? Our initial ways of hearing God are we, we instigate a question, he responds back, or something in dialogue. But here, we may not even start a prayer yet. We could be out driving in a car, and all of a sudden, God shows up, and our mind starts talking to us. So these are all through God, and He instigated them. That's a mystical form of prayer where He shows up and talks to us. But God really showed up. You know, I'm teasing on that one again, right? No, God just—you're driving your car, and like, oh wow, I'm stuck in commuter traffic, and Jesus, up, okay, hey, while you're stuck here, let's have a discussion. Wow, hey, Jesus, how you doing? You know, you start discussing your car or something. You know, we conversation with Him. There is no telling what God will do in each encounter at an outreach. So if God is trying to reach an individual, he will do it his way, let him. I'm kind of jumping around here. Um, in a mystical experience, you have to be totally open to what God's going to tell that person in the encounter. 
And that comes from practice of hearing God and understanding what he's doing because you totally have to let go. Like if you're in a prophetic outreach, it's amazing how much information you're getting. And then when you're done with the outreach, it all shuts down. It's done. You know, it's crazy stuff. So mystical experiences, God will use the supernatural at his discretion. That's just some ways we hear from God. We cover, right? Be mystical. He could just show up. It could be dreams and visions. Or it could be audible. Or it could be internal. That's the way we hear from God. Let's go a little bit deeper here. So B, how we hear God is unique to each of us. So we have to figure out how God speaks to you. That's the important thing. So I mean, you may have a person that's hears God regularly, or so they say, and you're going, God, I'm not hearing God like that. What is wrong with me? What is going on? It's because you haven't dialed into how God created you and how God wants to speak with you. We're all different. We all hear differently. So how does he? How do we hear from him? What's the unique ways he he, he talks to us? So number one, words literally coming into your mind. This happens with a lot of people. They see words. I don't. I can imagine when I was a night strike, people go, I see words. I didn't see words. I saw pictures. And that was a little bit harder. Number two, a prophetic word of knowledge about a human or spiritual condition. It could just drop in. You know, you have a good friend and all of a sudden, hey, I think this is going on with you. You haven't talked to me about it. But I know God's going to bring you out of it. And it's like, how did you know? How did you know that? Just a prophetic word just dropped in right now. You know, God wants you to know he cares about you and he sees you. Number three, picture coming into your mind. That's me. Whenever I go to prophetic outreaches, I always draw. I do sketches because people know right away when they see the sketch what is going on and I don't have to interpret anything, which is kind of a plus. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. A lot of times people go, oh my God, how'd you see that? You know, it's just crazy stuff will happen. One of my longest, oldest stories I thought was the coolest one I had. I went to a New Age outreach, and I was kind of taking my break because my brain was done. You after you do um, like probably about an hour's worth of prophetic ministry, your brain just zapped. Right, it's time to take a break. So my wife and one of the women we went to the um, went to the outreach ministry with were working with this um, woman and daughter. And while I was sitting there, I was kind of kicking back, chilling, and like, okay, it feels good not to have to do prophetic ministry. I'm relaxing. And all of a sudden, I heard, felt God give me the urge, the Holy Spirit conviction, to pick up my pen and pick up my paper and start sketching. I drew a Pegasus, horse with wings. And God goes, hand it to the woman. So I had to wait for a break when my wife and the other woman were, were in a breaking point of ministry with these two ladies, the mother and her daughter. I said, here, um, I was supposed to draw this for you. And I feel I'm supposed to give it to you. And the mother looks at it and goes, Oh, that's not for me. That's for my daughter. And so the mother hands the daughter the picture of the Pegasus. And the daughter looks at it and just starts crying. And we're going, it's like, okay, this is odd. What's this about? And so the daughter said, I came to this New Age Festival today to see what spirituality was real. Which one was real? If any of this is real. So what we found out was she, she had a hoodie on, long sleeve hoodie. And when she took off, the hoodie to show me her arm. She had a tattoo of that Pegasus I drew on her arm. And she got it after her father died in memory of him. Tattoo. And that, and she goes, Oh my God. So the, there, there's afterlife. Spirituality is true. I go, yes, it is. And what was funny was God put up a wall to other psychics 
weren't psychics, we're prophetic ministry, we're undercover, right? And so put this heavy burden on saying, we don't want to talk to you, something's wrong with you people. We just, you're just you know, really messing up our game here. Get away from our table. So we took them. The Christians took them, right? Come on over here. So I think God punted them over there. It was kind of cool. And then they found out that they were ex-Catholics. And we said, well, we're listening to Jesus, the true Jesus right now. And it's, it's, it's God is true. And then this other stuff is real at all. And the girl's just weeping. Oh, my God. So my, my dad's alive somewhere? I said, well, yeah, most likely he's in heaven with Jesus. So we got this, you know, it, it all tied together. She came to a New Age festival looking for spirituality, which was true. And who did it? The undercover Christians. And God shut down the psychics around us saying, oh, yeah, has got some bad mojo. Don't come around here. You know? And it's like they were just having a bad day until they got to our thing. Like, well, bam, I got bad out of the park. And I wasn't even on duty. I was on my, I was on my smoke break, man. <laughs> Jesus had me on the smoke break. I'm just kidding about that. I don't smoke, but um, you get the picture here, right? It's just how we're learned to, to hear from him. Another good one. Let's move on. So how we hear from God's unique. Um, I have a couple of friends who are prophetic singers. They could just sing songs off the bat and people start weeping like, oh my gosh, it's crazy stuff. So you're a prophetic singer. I don't know. You got to find out. Um, some people dance prophetically around people. Um, some people are into writing poems from heaven. Um, some seers are prophetically told in advance about a person or condition. They may be looking out for somebody to identify. So on outreaches, use the gifts God gave you. All the above are certainly good in any outreach. On street ministry, I get pictures a lot, so I have to unpack a lot. Um, it's difficult, though. One time I was out on an out, um, a night strike on the streets, and I was talking to this homeless guy, and I kept seeing a dog sitting next to this guy. I go, hey, do you have a dog? He goes, no. What is going on here, Jesus? I don't get it, you know. <laughs> and Jesus goes, Just keep looking at it. Go, well, you know, this is taking longer than usual. And I'm gonna keep talking to this guy. I'm trying to unpack this thing. He goes, What do you know about dogs? And I go, They're faithful friends. He goes, There you go. And I it took me long to unpack that picture. He's training me to talk to the Holy Spirit to unpack stuff. Usually I just let him have drawings and get away with that. But now he's teaching me how to unpack the you know, the prophetic picture with the Holy Spirit. So I look at the guy and go, Hey. There's one thing I gotta tell you though. I think your friends around you know you're a very faithful friend around other people. He starts crying, goes, Yeah, it's true. I've heard that so many times. They like me because I'm a very faithful friend. Oh my God, that was it. That's what he had to hear. He's pretty much weeping. And I go, A picture of a dog, God? <laughs> but sometimes God gives us the challenge to talk to the Holy Spirit to unpack the interpretation. So if you drop the ball, you drop the ball. It is what it is. Yeah. So moving on. Paul said, of all the gifts, desire the gift of prophecy. It means you don't know or set aside the time to understand your God-given incredible spiritual gifts. Take time to find out how you, how Jesus Christ made you. You need to find out. That goes by going on the streets. You know, and hit and miss. I didn't know anything about prophetic ministry. I didn't know that seeing pictures, you know, was the way I worked. But it was, because I... Crazy stuff. Initially, when I was working on this, I was learning to steal myself. I was asking God, how does my prophetic stuff work? How does it work? And I kept just seeing, like, I went from stealing myself to seeing dark, seeing, like, the color green. I go, what's that about? And I just kept seeing color green, sometimes moved to orange and let fade going up. It was me dialing in. God was showing me how the picture part worked, right? And eventually I started talking to prophetic people, like, what does green mean? And then 
it's like it's like royalty or something like that. There's something prophetic about green. So I was starting to see colors first before I started seeing pictures. Eventually, these weird pictures would start showing up. It took time. It's just you have to spend the time and invest the time to, re- to relax, spend time with Jesus and talk to him, see how yours work. You get words. Do you get pictures? It's something you have to figure out. Um, it's your relationship with him. It, it takes time. Don't, don't get flustered. I recommend being with a group of people who are operating this. Not ones that are off the deep end. Like I said, ones that are radically in the middle. That's what I learned about Night Strike. I had some radically in the middle people who had some crazy encounters, and they were patient with me, and they helped me along the way. I was able to see it as I moved along, right? They were, they were kind of like the carrot in front of me. They me to go farther, go farther, and go farther, and I eventually did. So it's just they're, be patient with the person that's learning or be patient with yourself as you're learning. Just take time to go out and you know, find the ministries that are doing it and make sure they're, they're valid ministries that are doing it. So hearing God, I know we came to the end on this one. I'm going to do an exercise, spiritual exercise, just to help you guys out, get ideas out how these things work. So we got a book here on contemplative prayer, which is learning to hear God and picture God from Scripture. The contemplation is where you're picturing Scripture taking place. Let's do this. So if you're not in your driving your car, remember this is a good driving your car, you're just kind of sitting in a chair listening to this or in your at work or at lunch, kind of close your eyes, take a deep breath and relax, right? <sighs> Be still and know that I'm God, right? Give your wandering thoughts to Jesus. So you don't, if you're at work, you don't have to work on your Excel spreadsheet. Ignore it right now. Take another deep breath and relax and just feel your body relax. We're just getting relaxed. We're going to dial into Jesus. So here we go. We're going to do a, Contemplative reading here, where you are to walk through the scripture. As I'm going to lead you, like it's playing out like a movie in your head. Okay, you're, you're you're developing your time to develop imagery. We're going to the faculties of the imagination, which are directly linked to broadcast studio to Jesus. That's why we have imagination and process information from the spirit realm and see it. That's how we see in the spirit. So, contemplative reading, good practice. Here we go. You and Mary Magdalene are standing in front of the tomb where Jesus was put after he was taken down from the cross. Visualizing right now. So visualize that. You and Mary Magdalene are standing in front of the tomb where Jesus was put after taken down from the cross. Mary is crying. Jesus is gone, she tells you. Look and see for yourself. The tomb is a tiny cave on the side of a rocky hill. Touch and feel how rough the stones are at the entrance of the tomb. Stand with Mary at the entrance and look inside. Look, there are two beautiful angels. Aren't you surprised to see them? They're happy. See them smiling at you? And look at how beautiful they are. They're dressed in yellow and gold, surrounded by light. One angel looks at you, and a tear falls down your cheek. Mary asks, why are you crying? She doesn't seem to be surprised by the angels. Where have you put Jesus, she asks them. She doesn't even wait for him to answer. She suddenly grabs your hand and pulls you away. Come, let's look for Jesus in the garden. She tells you, and off she goes, pulling you behind her. Do you wish she would have stopped holding your hand so tightly? Just ask Mary nicely to let go of your hand. There, she let go of your hand. There's a man up ahead. He seems to be watching you. Or is he watching you? Let's go see that gardener and ask him where they have put Jesus. Mary says, 
The gardener's smiling at both of you as he knows you. Why are you crying? He asks Mary. Does your heart begin to pound from excitement? You suppose this man isn't the gardener at all? Have you seen where they've taken my Jesus? Mary asks. The gardener smiles and calls you both by name. Do your heart pound faster? It's Jesus. The gardener isn't a gardener at all. It's Jesus alive. He didn't leave you. Are you happy to see Jesus? He's looking at you and smiling. Are you afraid that I left you? Jesus asks. He reaches out and takes your hand. He gives your hand a gentle squeeze and takes you for a walk in the garden. It's time to be alone with Jesus, isn't it? Were you afraid that Jesus would leave you? Why don't you ask Jesus to talk about this? Jesus, I'm so glad that you're alive with me. You're my friend, and I want to be with you and celebrate your coming back to us. I know that you'll never leave me. This makes me happy. I love you, Jesus. Jesus. So just sit there and kind of like, what's going on with Jesus? See him? You're talking to him? Picturing Jesus, we're, we're developing an encounter. Become more freely as you begin to meditate. We've got to learn to meditate on Jesus in his face. Never heard from Jesus right now. I just want you to still yourself. Be still and know that I'm God. Calm yourself and bring a picture of Jesus to your mind. Focus on him. His facial expressions. What's he doing? Is he smiling at you? Just hold that for as long as you can. It'll fade. It's okay. Bring to practice his presence here. Bring his presence into reality. That's how we hear from God. We practice his presence. Jesus. Is that the Jesus you saw at the tomb? Face look the same? See if it's different. Dialing in stuff. Those of you who already dialed in, right? The same face for him. Saw in your mind. Jesus, we thank you. We love you, Jesus. We love you. All right, one more time. Relax and be still. I'm God. Bring Jesus' picture to mind. Just relax and focus on his face. You got his face. Jesus, is there anything you want me to know? Pause and wait for an answer. You get no answer. That's also okay. We're learning. Sometimes God doesn't always answer us. That's okay too. Nothing wrong with you. Spirituality. His face again. He heard nothing. Say, Jesus, I love you. Love you more than anything, Jesus. Expression. Our basics right now. Basic prophetic and basic hearing from God. Jesus. How we learn to talk to him, learn to dial in on him. Come out of it a little bit. Just gently come out. 
Imagine later, as you get better at this, go to your prayer closet and talk with him. Talk in your car. That's why I always did mostly my car. I commuted a lot. I talked a lot with Jesus. You will get used to it. He'll come to you. I'm like a good friend. And Jesus will just show up in the car. Show up in the prayer closet. Wow, I didn't even dial in or get started yet. Maybe you're cooking dinner, or maybe you're off somewhere driving around. He just starts talking to you. Thought just drops in. It wasn't anything you're even thinking about. It's him. And once you learn to catch it, say, Jesus, I acknowledge it. I heard that. Remember this week, learn to find out what your gifting is. Your words. Do you see pictures? Your prophetic singer, your prophetic dancer. Work in that. Fire it up. See how you work. Jesus, and read some scripture now, kind of like we did. Garden of Gethsemane is one of my favorite ones to read, too. Contemplation. Play it like a movie like you're there. Lots of good stuff. Thank you, Jesus. That's all I have for this one for today. And this was Module 2, Hearing God. There's more information, I think, on Mark Verkler. He wrote a good book, too, The Four Keys to Hearing God. I will cover more stuff in the future to when hearing God. But this was for the Night Strike and Outreach Ministry and the sort of things we do when I bring people on outreaches. If you practice at home, practicing his presence like we're talking about, become easier. You go out on like street ministry or something, God just knows you're there and he'll use you and he'll drop in. It's phenomenal how this works. He's got to go to the place he wants to use you at and he'll use you. He'll go on and off. Said, none of this stuff ever works for me at home or, you know, when I go on outreaches or ministry, boom, I gets turned on. It's crazy stuff. How Jesus treats us. So again, if you want this uh, Night Strike Outreach Boot Camp training, it's available on a field guide to spiritual warfare.blogspot.com off of this blog um, posting for this, this podcast. Um, this is episode 59. And see you there. And thank you again for tuning in. That's it from the M16 bunker. God bless you guys. I love you. Until next time. Amen. <laughs>